welcome back to the comic corner uh i'm team up i'm here as usual with dad and this week we're talking about mark millar's it's not kingsman the secret service the secret service is what we're talking about yeah we're gonna get into it uh we both have a lot of feelings about it but first we're gonna do what we do every week did you read anything cool this week i did i read a couple things cool this week uh what what i mentioned was i was looking into the the joker 80th Mm -hmm. which was a ton of fun it also because it's uh new and i will eat up anything that's just new at this point because it's been so long but yeah. uh, you get a, a bunch of weird different stories. One of, uh, you know, what does the Joker do when Batman dies? I've Another heard that that one, one's like, I really wanted to read that one. That one's a ton of fun because the outcome is like, it's not what you'd expect, but it's totally There's been on a brand. bunch of different writers who have like, yeah, wrote the this what was, if on that. So I'm excited to see what this take on it is. It's, it's fun. It's fun. And it's very uh, blue collar is what I'll say. But uh, after that, there's another one that's essentially like it kind of equates Batman and the Joker to being uh, Chief and R.P. McMurphy in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And like there's the like so there's that going on. Like that's a weird story that draws a lot of connections there and that they're both mental. I think it's I think it's called uh, Two Wound Up in the Hornet's Nest is like that portion of the full series. Interesting. But there's a there's a lot that's a one of them is about a, a repeating, a recurring dream that the Joker has about Batman and that it's like Joker's about to get the chair, but then Batman shows up and starts laughing at him. And then Joker wakes up in a cold sweat and screaming. Like it's, it's, there's a, it's a lot of fun. People were given the opportunity to, I guess, explore what the Joker was. And this was a lot of people's abstract idea on it. So it's, it's really cool. And then um, I started the uh, Jeff Lemire run on Moon Knight because Moon Knight's about to be real important in Marvel. And Moon Knight's based in Egyptian mythology, and I like Egyptian mythology, so I wanted to try to read it. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the mythology thing, one of the few things I read this week because – it's still i'm still working from home so i'm spending most of my days instead of reading comic books pacing the house going i need to do something literally anything uh that i got that real quarantine brain but i did manage to sit down for a couple of minutes and read the justice league issue from a few weeks ago so they're in tartarus and it's all like the specter's the bad guy and corrigan is the host does he doesn't want to be the host anymore so he goes to, he shows up on Paradise Island so that he'll be like thrown into the Tartarus pit by the Amazonians, which is the one place that God can't see. Yeah. It's, it's real weird. It's, uh, I'm sure you've seen Superman starts yelling at the whole team about how he's the only one, he's got to carry the team all the time. And yeah, they all start yelling at each other real mean. Uh, Nothing. No, I- Nothing was funnier though than seeing, like, hearing Superman yell at Flash, like, "Oh, fastest man alive! Is that some knock at how I'm not from this Earth?" Uh huh. You're like, "No, no, Clark, what are you talking?" We're both alive. Calm down. Yeah. Well, because he's like, well, because he's not a man. Like, he's not a human. Oh, is that some kind of? What is that? Some species dig? Pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly what he he was like. I, I will say, I guess at that point, that would be xenophobic. I mean, when you frame it that way, yeah. But that's only if you frame it that way. But, like, Superman's more of a man than most people I know. He's more human than most people I know, that's for sure. And that is the quandary around him. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so let's let's get into it. Kingsman, or sorry, secret, The Secret Service. Uh, came out in 2012, set over the course of, uh, like, three years. What do you... Uh, what do you think? What were your thoughts Wait, on it? Three years. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. It says between twelve and thirteen. No, no, no. That was the years it was. Pro- it was. It was made. There's only six issues, but like the story itself is like the time frame of the story is three years about from beginning to end. Oh, is it? I thought part of the joke. Yeah, and then part of the joke is that like this isn't some kind of you know you sit down one day and you learn all the tricks and then it's yeah. like between issues two and three he learns all the tricks. Yes, no, I think it's, it's, it's heavily There's a lot of tongue-in-cheek. Well, the whole thing was, like, supposed to be a, a burn-up of, like, spy tropes. 
Like it was Millar being like, I want to write some James Bond shit. Right. But and then like class, we're talking like classic British spy stuff. That was the whole goal. Oh, I know. I, yes. I, I, I read his, all of them. I know I say, that this is literally that. the, like his uncle, cause his uncle's name, which is, you know, we'll get to it is Jack London. Like, yeah, what? that's like, that's the first part that made me go, Oh, <laughs> I mean, all right. So let's, let's get it out there. Uh, I liked the, it's, this is what influenced the movie Kingsman. Uh, I liked Kingsman more than I liked the book. I, I don't know. I, I'm rather ambivalent on both of them, but I, I dislike the comic more. I'll say that. Even though I don't really like the movies all that much. Okay. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. There. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I might be coming off more as old man on this if we want to get deep into it, but. I mean, I it's I like the movies because I like stupid action flicks. With that's like, where that's where we differ. Those are some of my favorite movies. I know you as a Transformers fan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey man, it's what I grew up with my dad. Like watching with my dad. What in 1989 when they were the 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 was it the cartoon? No, I'm talking just like loud big action flicks. Oh wait, you were you grew up watching those movies? Like yeah. Holy shit. That's I, why I like those movies so much. Because like, that's what I grew up watching. Damn, that is mad. Again, now I, I know I'm going, old man, get off my porch, here's my hose. I mean, I didn't grow up watching the Transformers movies, but like Godzilla 98? Godzilla on. 2000? I thought it was 98. Pretty sure it's 2000. I'm even going to type it in. Uh, Google telling me Godzilla 2000. Uh, Godzilla 2000. All right. I was off. Well, Blockbuster. Actually, no, wait. That's a different movie. There are two. Holy shit. Wait, what? There's a movie called Godzilla 2000? We can cover this later. Yeah, we'll get to it. But either way, uh, when we do a Godzilla, because we're going to do a Godzilla comic book when it gets closer to the release of the Godzilla vs. Kong movie. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm totally down because that's a, that's a universe I've always wanted to explore. Yeah, maybe we'll go back and read some of like when Marvel had the rights to Godzilla. Because those are bad. Ah, shoot, it in was like such a good way. Oh, no. Yeah, was it that bad? I was reading all about it the other day. It's it's complicated. We'll leave it at that. But Love it. We're, we're getting to the, the Millarverse. So he's also like, Miller wrote a bunch of really awesome things. Like, he's he wrote Wanted. Uh, he wrote Kick-Ass. He wrote The Ultimate Fantastic Four. The original Ultimates, like he was a huge part. He wrote Civil War, the entire storyline. That's that's his thing. Um, and he worked on the original Old Man Logan. Okay, like that's the, a that's a resume. Um, and that's just like a lot of that depends on how you feel because like the Ultimates, I don't know if they were held in high regard until they became adapted by the MCU. It was. It was still held like the whole Ultimate Universe was like very well regarded until they did uh, Ultimatum. The exact moment that the entire universe lost all its credibility was when the Blob ate like like bit yeah when he bit in half, half yeah and then Giant Man grabbed the Blob and bit him in half yeah we're not gonna get into it. That's a whole another day for another thing. Yeah, argument um, for another day. But yeah, so. Millar's like he's got his own little universe of stuff that he's that are a part of it. Um, what what else is there that's part of it? Uh, all the kick-ass stuff, the Secret Service yep. stuff, Nemesis, uh, Crona, uh, Crononauts, Super Crooks. Um, all right, but yeah, so he's got all this great stuff. So I'm like almost disappointed in how much I didn't like the. Uh, I guess I like it. It's just it's boring. Yeah, dude, there was, I'll be honest with you, there wasn't anything really compelling about this at all. Like, remotely. It was just your standard, like, oi, boy, what's going on over there? Oh, Uncle Jack, I Oh, I'm a spy now. End game. Like, yeah. it wasn't, it, there was nothing, there was nothing compelling about it. I'm sorry. I mean, I love that opening with uh, Hamill. Wait, that's, that was, the, all right, so you open the, the, you open the comic series so by the comic killing series, Mark Hamill. 
Well, you it, it, you open it with the kidnapping of Mark Hamill. Oh yeah, so yeah, sorry. And I'll let like, you tell it. Yeah, they're in the they're in like the chateau or whatever it is in the mountains. They've kidnapped him. They're talking to him about the prequels, and he's like, "I don't give a fuck." Like, I dude, Empire was like thirty years ago. Like, leave me alone. Sorry, Jedi was thirty plus years ago at this point. Like, leave me alone. I don't really think about it all that much. I don't think about the prequels at all. And they're going on about how it just like it was just the worst thing to happen. He's like, I don't. Uh, I believe one of the people compares it to the Kennedy assassination. Something he'll never get over. Um, I think that's later on. Oh no! Yeah, there it is. Yeah, uh, it's Sixth exactly. And the prequels were like the Kennedy assassination for my yeah. generation. I don't think I'll ever get over that shit. Right. Which like is awful because if that's his generation, like 9-11. Yeah, well, he's too. He's yeah, and he's an older guy, which is like what? But I think that was kind yeah. of whatever. Yeah, well, you know, so, sociopaths, what have you? Yeah. So they like, but then you know the stuff. You know the, um, the secret agent shows up. They go through the whole thing. He rescues them. They're on. They're flying. They're on the back of the. They're on the snowmobile. They're going through the woods. They get away from all the bad guys, and then off a cliff and they crashed because of a parachute malfunction. I do want to point out there are some beautiful decapitation scenes yes. that almost remind me like I don't know about the way that the fact that our heads are exactly the same uh, I'm looking at them right now but they remind me of uh, the, the elongated man like it's just like his neck like spread out Yeah, just like yanked out yeah like that was I'll, I'll give that their their attention to detail when it came to uh, the grime was was nice. Oh no, it's a beautifully illustrated book. Um, at times, at times. But uh, yeah, no. But it's funny because in the movie, obviously they kid they kidnap Mark Hamill's character. He play he doesn't play himself, although he really should have. But it was the whole time it was like, no, we did that because because it's him in the book. So we had we knew we had to get him in the movie. Like his, he's named Doctor Arnold in the movie because that's the bad guy in the book. But the bad guy in the book is so bad that they had to create like a new one, basically. And they made it worse. Like, who told Samuel Jackson to have a lisp? That Someone. was him. That was all him. Then you know what? Your director has to step the fuck up and say, "Hey, buddy, no, dude, what do you tell? Uh, what do you tell Samuel Jackson when he wants to talk with a lisp?" I don't think you tell him anything. I think you record a bunch of it and then just play it back to him. I guess. He was a better villain than Dr. Arnold is in the book. <laughs> yes. No, he was. And that's, that's, that is the, that right there is like the diamond of what the problem is in this book. Well, and he takes all the parts of the, like the character of Dr. Arnold from the book. Like he's super squeamish and he's very socially awkward and, like he's just like very one track minded about everything. And you know, he does the cell phone plan and all that. Uh, it's explained a little differently, but either way, like the, like those things, he takes them all and like makes a good worthwhile character right. in it. And like, the more we talk about the book, the more I'm like, yeah, that part was bad too. And like, I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, ah, that part was also pretty lame. dude. And it's just like the movie did it. Let's put it this way. The movie did such a better job of telling the same story as the book that all of the sequels that come afterwards are sequels to the movie, not to the book. Like, there's a yeah. Kingsman series. It I is just... a sequel to the Kingsman movie, not to the Kingsman, like, the first book. Right. I had actually, um, I, I, I pulled those up. I wanted to have them ready in front of me. So you have... Uh... Kingsman, you know, like the, the Secret Service, the comic series, which came out in 2012. Then the adaptation hits in 2014. Kingsman, the Secret Service, 2014. The Golden Circle hits in 2017. But the next book is The Big Exit, which I believe is... Well, The Big Exit The big exit was a one-shot uh, that was published in, in Playboy. Playboy. So really, the Red Diamond in two thousand seventeen is the yeah the Red Diamond, which is a sequel to the movie. Like the the movies have obviously done a I guess a a better job of going through it, but I don't know. Like 
I feel like this is these movies are these movies are the Austin Powers for the um, oh my god the director of these the movies are the Austin Powers for the Michael Bay era. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, they are. That's it. Like that's it. It's Austin Powers meets Michael Bay. And you know what? I really hope Kingsman. Or even not even like Austin Powers, Michael Bay, Bullet Time, because there's some weird Bullet Time. I mean, it is Matthew Vaughn who did this. That's like maybe that's it. That's lock, the stock, and two smoking barrels. That's the crux Snatch. of it. Wait, wait. That's not. That's Guy Ritchie. That's not Matthew Vaughn. You better hold your tongue. Lock, stock, and two smoking uh, barrels. And Snatch is Guy Ritchie. Sorry. Yeah, but he produced the, the, both of those films. Yeah, but Guy he, Ritchie made those fucking yes, films. Yes, but he was still involved in them. And I'm sure some of his stuff is in there, too. I don't know. Guy Ritchie's pretty uh, adamant. Uh, all say. right. But he also did uh, Kick-Ass, X-Men First Class. Like, Which X-Men First Class was the good one. Yeah. But isn't yeah. he also, like, he's had some things. Um, no, that is not him. That is the other guy. So he did Brian first Singer. Class. Brian, Brian Singer, Singer is the one who's got all the bad stuff. Okay, Brian Singer. Yeah. Um, Vaughn is, is, he's fine. But to our knowledge. Yes. Uh, we'll yeah. edit all of this out. He's currently working on The King's Man, which is the third movie in the fran- in the Kingsman franchise. Yeah, which is the prequel, correct? The prequel set during like World War One. Yeah, I I want to see that because I'm a huge Ray Fine fan, uh, Voldemort yes. for yes. Uh, you layman. Um, he's in he is the new M in the James Bond movies. Uh, that might have been it. That might have been it. Yeah, he takes over after uh, God bless her, Lady Judi Dench. Uh, M. Dame Duty Jones. Dame, is that it? It's not like a Dame. Fuck, Dame. Uh, God bless her, Dame Judy. Never mind. Well, we'll get the fuck over it. Yeah. Can I? All right. Here's where do, I, I want to ask this question. So, the main. I start here with the main character. Yeah. So Rick. I saw I saw the movie first. They call him Eggsy. Right. In the movie. They never call him Eggsy. He in the is book. Gary. Gary. The, not not just any bland name, but fucking Gary. Yeah. For a run, an entire comics run, they give him nothing. Like, where did they come up with Eggsy? Who? To, what? What is the jump on this? Like, I don't get that. So I guess my my, you know, as someone who's as neurotic as I am, that's where you saw my original sin with this. Yeah. They they never refer to him as Eggsy in this. No. Like, even though it says in, like, the like the plot synopsis on, yeah, like, I'm most like, places of, like, Greg Eggsy Unwin, and you're like, he's never called he, Eggsy. Nobody mentions Eggsy. And Eggsy doesn't make sense with his name. Like, nothing. I mean, we're not, not British. We don't know. I don't know. There could be some weird rhyme slang that, like, uh, if it was as important Greg-Z, in British Eggsy. culture... If it was important to British culture, maybe they would adjust it. Yeah. Uh, or maybe we should read this on the British version of Wikipedia to see if it changes. Maybe, but I really want to get into it. Like, I don't know. Go into it. Go. It's so, like, it's so dumb uh, how lame his character is. And like, like we were talking earlier, like the Rags to Riches thing, the Prince of the Popper thing, like, or Popper to Prince. Like, we've seen yeah. it thousands of times and this is like not a well done version of it as far as the the book is concerned very boring like it's just one of those things where like he gets arrested and his uncle shows up to bail him out again and something about this time he's just like you're right i just need to i need a more hands-on approach with my like family problems right but then it fucking happens again yeah, because then, then he d- like he gets all pissed off because the boys make fun of him for not wearing a suit to the club, and then he steals a car and he gets bailed out again. Like there, there are no consequences in this. Like it's, it's, it's fucking. It took um, sorry, I sorry I interrupted you, but no, you're, dude, we're riffing, we're uh, going. It for. is 
it was something you said earlier was it tried to be like i'll give it to this is if it's going to be a pure a pure parody of the 1960s british spy film they took the absolute worst fucking parts of those movies and then just like roided them up yes like that's what this was like including was the language off, including the point where there were characters like there were henchmen working for the bad guy being like yo i don't like your nicknames because like it feels like you're just picking on the disabled people around you and like Honestly, this is awful though, like fuck it like of, the, the bad that was was great that like there's a slow mutiny like a psychological mutiny going on within his troops uh that was one of my favorite scenes though i will say when he said because like that was the only time that that character like had anything to do other than look cool in the back gazelle, gazelle. And he Ooh, was like, hey, by the way, the, I fucking gender hate swapped that for you the movie. call me gazelle. Right. Gender swapped for the movie. Yes. It's the, the woman with the, like, the... But even, the I don't think... Knife um, legs. But I don't think she, she wasn't... I don't think she was an agent. I don't think she was a... Was she a former no, agent she was in the not movie? a former agent. She was and just, she like, a random, like, Right, and she wasn't referred mercenary. to as gazelle. Yeah. Um, uh, or Sophia Cyclops. Batella. Yeah, dude, Cyclops, you, I felt bad. The other yeah. one... I was hoping he at least like what that also shows like that plays on the spy trope of like number you know the number two like, right the guy would, and then he's like no that's just Cyclops don't worry about him right like, exactly oh, like that hurts like oh, I don't like you when you call me that either in the com like the movie took some of the lamest fight scenes from the comic and made it awesome one of my favorite fight scenes in any like movie recently hands down is the church fight scene from Kingsman where uh, is that the the Leonard one to, it's, it's a free bird yeah it's the yeah. fight scene to free bird yep and at the end of the movie right it's like right in the middle of it it's really? like dead center of the movie I'll yeah. have to watch it again uh, I watched it last night in preparation so uh, yeah, I should have watched that I apologize for that it's whatever um you had to really scrub the book from mine because it was so bad i understand dude no this was such like yeah continue um it's just like yeah so that that fight scene in the book is like it have it's a bunch of married couples in hawaii on a beach who all get married at the same like a group wedding on the beach in hawaii and they all fight and then they kill the last one whereas like having it be a hate church in tennessee or kansas or wherever it is is way cool it's a way cooler idea and like the fight itself like the fight scene itself is so well choreographed like and it's wild with how many people are on are fighting on like in frame at any given time like they had to choreograph every single person in that fight i will say um the one thing i think uh the move sorry not the movie the movie exemplified the the carnage of all of it uh really brought that out what i did like was right at the end of all of that was in the uh, the one panel where it was the one bride left and she was holding the thing she would use to take the piece of cake out and it was covered in blood and it just and she just said what did we do and there's like shadows over all of what you know are just bodies like that that was more uh problematic like that that hit me more than the movie where they're just like oh we like you know like murder porn each other yeah you know uh, what i mean it's true and like but the reasonings are like they like they can do different things because of the science fiction behind like the the rage that everyone like the rage that gets induced in everyone is different where it's like in the movie oh it's like the all of our phones have a sim card in it that releases a signal that makes us crazy versus yeah i just changed all of the cell phone signals to be different like all the cell phone signals in the world are just different now and you're like okay yeah i again like this just and my biggest argument with all of it, as I told you uh, when we were getting geared up here, was that a comic is only a hero is only as good as its villain, and this is the worst fucking villain ever. 
Yeah, no, Doctor Arnold is bad. Valentine like is great. Is I mean, Valentine's not even that good. I mean, uh, you are correct. He's not that good. He's no. he's very awkward. He's very a generic, like just a generic villain who's honestly like playing off of the fact that he has a lisp. Yeah, that's like supposed to be his mo- his like most ridiculous quote unquote threatening aspect. That's how is that threatening at all? Like that it's become like it's almost like a it's like a parody of a defining feature, you know? Right. No, it's uh it's a weird one. It was a weird choice. I mean, but it was better than the original character who's just like like oh. a lamo. I mean, uh, I'm sure the, the internet would have a lot of terms to throw around. I know. Like that's that that's my whole problem with the whole thing is that like what what about this said we should adapt this to film? Like who read this and be like, "You know what? We should adapt. We should make this a movie." Well, you know what I think it was? I don't think they wanted to adapt the story. I think they wanted to adapt the concept. I, I guess James Bond again? Like what? Just do an updated like they wanted to do James Bond with like fucking bullet time or Ah, I don't know. Wait, is it because Wanted did well? Did Wanted come out before this? I think oh, Wanted I... came out with um, Professor X and Angelina Jolie. Oh no, I know Wanted. Wanted I is good. Oh, Wanted's another one that's also it's in the Millarverse. Yeah, but it's also horrifically different. Not horrifically, but like because it's not bad. Like, well, his his whole thing from what and I've that one, I almost like that... the book better. The book better than the movie in that one. Because the book, it actually gives more background to all of this. And, like, it's not just, like, I tricked everyone into thinking supernatural stuff is real. And that's, like, the whole premise of Morgan uh, Morgan Freeman's character. Whereas in the book, it's like, no, there's a, a secret society of supervillains and we killed all the heroes a couple of years ago. That's that's much more interesting. Because I remember like, seeing... It's, it's a story about what happens after the bad guys beat all of the good guys i like that i remember seeing the um the the trailers for that and yeah the movie itself you. is fine it's like a good like goofy like hangover saturday morning kind of movie where you watch it and like they curve bullets and like but like, how do they curve get, bullets like, like and common and like it's rad it's a cool like popcorn Blockbuster flick, like action no, all flick. Right. All right, you cannot say that it is a it is a Saturday morning hangover film, but also a Saturday night popcorn flick. Nobody's paying money to see a Saturday morning hangover film. I mean, I didn't see it in theaters, so you've got a point there. Ah, uh, but like, it's just like a you know a crazy movie where you have to suspend disbelief every couple of minutes. But these are also both movies are made during the height of we need to adapt comic book movies. Like the trend in all, like we're the what, trend what, is what only, other movies were coming out at this point that uh, you're you're talking about? Like what was all the rage going on here? Um, when they were doing these, like you had Van Helsing, you had all these like crazy movies that were just these like hangover movies from like 2006 to 2014 just like like you said like michael like the michael bay just like everything was exploding everything was like adapted from some weird comic book that like you've never really heard of but it was also barely an adaptation um and it just was like these crazy action flicks that were overly stylized yeah they were the some of the worst things I feel like to come along. Yeah, some of them were awful. But some you know of them one, were so good were awesome. One that was like almost so bad was the remake of Dracula. Was it Dracula Untold? Yes, that I was want, from that Univ- movie. Uh, almost made me have faith in a rebirth of the Universal monsters, but yeah. um, you know that's gone poorly. But right. back around to this, I, uh, you know, I I don't get it like i still don't understand why this was made into a movie it's not it is just 
like I said, it takes the worst parts of the spy genre. And I guess just like, you know, yeah, but it also, it, it, it also took like, but the adaptations that they read, then they did as a movie, they took the best parts of the book and then got rid of all the trash. But there's not a lot of best parts of the book is what I'm saying. Like, uh, right. The, the and that's why of, like, they're people, so different at the end of the day. Like the, the best parts of the book is like the imagery and the fact that you get like the, the detail of it, of it all. Cause the story is certainly not the fucking best part. The biggest difference between like when book, when when egg when Eggsy in the book is fighting Gazelle in the book, he's like, "Oh, what's that? Oh, we got a new pen here. Is that a new pen gonna blow you up?" He's like, "Nope, laser pen." And then he cuts off all of his limbs. Right. And it's like, God, like, God damn it. Uh, Sorry. right. Where the fight with Gazelle in the movie was way cooler, and he ended up taking her out with like the the shoe knife with the neurotoxin on it. Which was instead of like, uh, and then taking one of her legs instead of cutting off all of her limbs. But it, which is a reverse because Gazelle in the book was smart enough to know that that was there. Like they even called that out, right? Because Gazelle in the book is a well, because Gazelle in the book is a former Secret Service agent. So then, what does that tell you? They took it into the movie and fucking dumbed that character down. They made it into a woman who didn't know any better. Like it's uh, like that's I don't I don't get how this was all made. It's just it was bad. It was bad. I guess I'm I'm trailing off now. No, I mean you're making points. You're making points. It's just uh, bad. Like, this uh, whole, like I, I don't understand of, how it was like, made a fucking movie. They, they they separated it and they took it and they made it like a secret spy organization as opposed to Queen's Army, Queen's Navy. I don't know. I don't know where it, where it falls, but. Instead of like part of like the like official government channels, um, it's just it's a. Well, they're all part of the secret service because that that that's pretty consistent. Well, no, but it's they're, they're kingsmen in the set in the movie. They're never ever referred to as kingsmen in this book. No, yeah, the, yeah, they're they're in the British secret service. They they never refer to themselves as the kingsmen. Right. Yeah. No, they're, they're more like. They're like MI6. They're what would be real life 007 as if it wasn't as outlandish as before. Exactly. Exactly. Which even shows like, uh, I guess, you know, they call them the king's men, but when they call them the queen's men, because the king died, there hasn't been a king in England in years. Decades even. Potentially a century. Hmm. I don't know if she's a lizard person. We could start there. But you don't want to get us started on lizard people. Well, that's uh, be real here. We've seen enough memes. Looking for some fresh new gear for the summer? NAFT Apparel has you covered. From t-shirts, tanks, shorts, swimsuits, and more, everything was designed to have an authentic 90s style that everyone's dad will be jealous of. The grand opening sale is happening now, and you can get 20% off every item in the shop but you'd better hurry because the deal is only good for two weeks. Head to naftapparel.com now and check it out. That's N-A-F-T-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. I want to come back, and what I want to talk about here is the ending. Because we've kind of really covered the beginning was cool, uh, the middle was better in the movie, and... This ending, though, where all of a sudden he, like, in the book, he all of a sudden recruits everyone who, like, made fun of him. Like, like they're not going to listen to him. Yeah, no, the, the, that, it's one page. I, I remember this specifically. It's one page. And he goes, all right, everybody, wake up. We got a job to do. And all of a sudden they're on the plane. He's like, is everybody armed? And he's like, yep, we got it. Everything like, that what? we could get without slowing us down. Yes. And then they like storm the the base and because like, they what is it they all, they all jump out of the plane before it crashes because they have their uh, it's like a special boots that make you yeah. not fucking break your legs your when you kneecaps. jump from two hundred feet four hundred feet in the air like yeah I'm gonna jump from a plane and uh, not be paralyzed we'll see exactly and then flying the plane remotely into the bunker like yeah it's just so. 
And I get it that it's supposed to be so fucking outlandish, but like, dude, we're not even to the outlandish part of the ending yet. We're, oh Christ! Um, Tell me, because like we, it goes on, and then there's all the fighting with Gazelle and everybody, and he cuts, you know, he cuts them in half. Can we not call him Gazelle? I don't know what his name is because they don't fucking tell you. But can we not call him Gazelle and not the henchman? Because that's uh, also degrading. Like, ah, what a shame. They yeah. never did that man any justice. No, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. The, so there's the, there's the one plan where they send the person up in the with the balloon with the rocket launcher to shoot the satellite out of the sky, like in the like in the movie. Yeah. Uh, or like in the book, it stayed into the movie. I'll bet much more successfully. But like the backup plan, which is the one that ends up working, where they send dudes into the server room to chain, like to just screw around with stuff. Yep. And all of a sudden, instead of everyone being angry to kill everything, everyone's just super horny. Yeah, that, it's all I went through. But that, that's also, honestly, like, I, my biggest problem with the movie, and this is probably going to come out of a, uh, I don't know, I hated that the whole movie, and, like, it felt like the whole movie led up to an anal joke. And it took away from all of the fucking, uh, all the gravity of the situation. Yes. Uh, you know what I, I mean? I do know what you're talking about. Uh, I definitely had that thought when I was watching it. But, yeah, because it's all it's yeah. See, thank you. You said but, and then couldn't even come up with a fucking argument. It, yeah, no, like, like you, so you spend an almost two hours building up to a fucking anal joke. You know what would have made it? You know what would have made it? Like, like it, the thing it, that makes it stick so hard, I think, is the when he goes back and you see like her ass with, and he like has the glasses, like. And then uh, Merlin has to close the thing to turn it. Like I think that's what like See, that's I what don't even remember feel, that. So that's all what's happened. Yeah, because like, he does save just, the world and he goes back to her cell and it's <sighs> just like. That, and then it, in the it, sequel, he's marrying her. Oh, congratulations! Because you know marriage is a sacred union in the United Kingdom. And then he has to, uh, you know, he has to insert, I believe, a tracking system into a woman in a festival that's like Coachella yes. in that movie. So yes. clearly marriage is not that sacred. You know, when you're a spy, you got to do what you got to do. I know, but that's, again, it's playing with all this shit. Like, it's just, you know, this whole fucking thing. It, I just remember reading it and just, it was like the worst of the spy genre. Except blatant. Yeah, well, you know what? Not More so than we're Pierce Brosnan read, as uh, not everything we read can be awesome. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine I, with that. I'm I, glad that I'm glad we did have something that was bad that like both of us can agree like didn't really live up to what it should be. It definitely didn't age well. No, and fuck no. It's just kind of lame. I mean, like, like lame. Yeah, yeah. Just I, I still do not. I don't understand what were the positives that made people think we should make this a movie. Like, I don't get it. I really do not. And how the fuck did they come up with Eggsy? Is it because of his name, Taron Egerton? Is that, is it, is Taron Egerton's nickname Eggsy? Because if that motherfucker, like, that makes it so much worse. Is that it? Is that just the... the I don't know. I, that's the only connection I can see because I literally just looked at it. Taron Egerton, that's the only reason they would call him Eggsy. Gary does not scream Eggsy. Yeah, I know it does not. I'm like trying to see if there's anything that I can find. They they call they only as you said they only call him Gary oh. the entire and let's talk about Jack London by the way. Yeah, right. What it well that's why his name didn't make it to the movie. Which well you know honestly but, favorite part kind of seeing him shot in the head because yeah. it was like one of those like oh cocky oh fuck. Boom. Yep. And I know I did an Australian accent there, but you know, we'll get to it. So here's the, so I just felt like it originated when uh, Millar and Vaughn were at a bar discussing spy movies, lamenting that the genre had become too serious over the years and decided to do a fun one. Like I get it, but at the same time, it's just, it's like, dude, you're going to be a spy and you're going to name yourself Jack London. That's worse than James Bond, which even James Bond, awful, which I guess that's what it's doing. And like, we're playing into the tropes. We're getting angry at the tropes, but it's just like, do you do better? I guess. 
I don't think they were trying to do better. I think I that know. was kind of the whole point. If if you're going to call out all the bullshit and the nonsense within the spy genre, you can play into those tropes, but then I guess right over them as opposed to just playing into them and continuing that ending. Like they didn't, they would, they, they called out all of these awful tropes, but I don't think they said anything interesting or, um, you didn't know, do Archer. Not, not even, I mean, Archer shit. I don't know if a lot of people would do Archer, but I mean, dude, Archer is one of the best spot, like lampoonings of the spy culture there is. Yeah, absolutely, because they take the ideas and they fucking flip them on their head and they address the fact that they are attacking these ideas yeah. and they are trying to destroy them. This just did, like I said, the worst parts of like the fucking the, the uh, fi genre, let me tell you. That was a spoonerism, but they, the, the worst parts and just exemplify it and didn't have any explanation for it. Like they wanted to make a satire without actually doing the satire part. I feel like, except they killed some celebrities. So that's like, Ooh, because Ridley Scott, dude, he made alien. He should agree with the villain, right? Yeah. That was my favorite one. The best was him. He'll oversee the genre. He'll oversee the genocide or overlook the genocide. And like, he'd appreciate the logic in it. Yeah. And then I'm like the there's the panel of him looking in the mirror wearing an alien t-shirt and he was he was the definition of every like 13-year-old child going to a concert being like should I wear a t-shirt right now but if I called it as a fan maybe I shouldn't do that should I get a t-shirt there what do I do and like that was really funny but then that's when you understand the arrested development because he as he says later on he came up with the plan to destroy the world when he was 12 years old. Yep. And uh, that's what again, I was about the to arrest development. Cause like, Nope, I get it. I get it. I get it. There's so much. There's so like, we could go on and on all day about all the poor choices in the spy genre. Not even that a poor choices in this. Well, that's what I mean. Like poor choices of things to lambast and how they didn't do it. Right. Just like, right. No. Yes. Yes. But like, still it wasn't the, uh, if, if they were trying to satirize, again, if they were trying to satirize the spy genre, they could have done it and lampooned it in ways that Austin Powers did and you understood that it was, uh, I guess, like tongue-in-cheek, but that's where you have cinema, which is uh, an easier medium to do that through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think they ever tried to convey that there was this, I don't know, overt, tongue-in-cheek was just like nope like let's do this and then they were with the extreme of it and just did it if, if that makes any sense even like honestly my my favorite part of um of the movies were colin firth's fight in the bar right because that was like let's be real the cinematography in that was very is very nice to I use still an think, awful bore joke i mean i still think uh the fight scene in the church was better, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. But no, it was the uh, lock the door, like that type of thing. That, that whole sets up. Scene, yeah. And then he explains it like there was the uh, the approach to it and the methodical nature and the way it was done. And right. I I see where it comes from in the comics because they do that. You know, Uncle Jack does yeah, yeah. that. He does um, get into his bar fight. Although- Gary, not Eggsy, but Gary does that as well. Yep, and I then mean, he, egg. and then he beats the piss out of again the awful. Uh, I will say though mm-hmm. that I wasn't a fan of that fight where Gary uh, took him down because he basically oh, just, he paralyzed just paralyzed everybody yeah. with the like the spy device, and it's like, whoa! I thought he would have beat them all up. Well, then there it is. That that plays more into the idea that it's taking the worst parts of the spy. So yeah. he's Gary. Gary's like. I guess the anti-hero more than anything, because like if Bond is supposed to be a hero, Gary is an ant. Yeah, no, they're all, actually they're both assholes, like borderline villains. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the old Bond books. Dude, um, the old Bond books are so fucking. Ooh. There's uh, there's a lot going on there. Yes, there's a lot. There's a lot, but like they started a whole genre. I, you know. I don't know if they did. I would argue that the shadow in the 1920s, you know, the shadow, yeah, I think that I, may have started a, a couple of genres. Well, yes. Yes. You know what we should do? 
maybe one day is explore the shadow and go to the early roots of comics. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that. We'd have to watch. Is that a Baldwin movie? That's an Alec Baldwin movie. I've seen it far too many times. It's very bad, but God damn it. I want to be, I want it to be good every time I watch it. And it's, Oh, it's like when I watch uh, Batman versus Superman. Oh, you know, that's, that's an argument. That, yeah. <laughs> I would let that uh, beer opening speak more for my words, but yeah. normally I edit out the beer, the can openings when I can, but that one I'm going to leave in. Can I be honest with you? I did that on purpose, but let's do final thoughts. Final thoughts. All right. So what are your, what are your final thoughts on this one, dad? Ooh. Um, you know, if I had three hands, I'd go three hands down. It's just, again, maybe because I saw the movies and the movies didn't do anything for me, but I just, I read through them really quick. Nothing grabbed at me. I just, you know, yeah. If I, if I had three hands, I would go, uh, uh, sorry, three thumbs, two thumbs down, one thumb. Yeah. I'm all right. Yeah. I mean, you're not for, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, all right. Like I like the movies. I like them a lot. The book is just kind of boring when you read through it, like especially after watching the movies, it just like doesn't live up to it. It's one of the few times that a movie is better than the the, the book it's based on. Yeah, that's true. That, but yeah. it, and like it's still not like saying anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just yeah. There's there's no. It doesn't it doesn't like parody the genre well enough. It's just kind of slow. Uh, and then all of a sudden you're at the end and you're like, well, where's all the action? It's just, yeah. Yep. You know, I, th- I think the, the phrase we've been avoiding is cash grab. I think somebody thought they could do like a spy guy, Richie movie, like a cash grab like this, uh, a, As a, a, comic? a comic, a comic book guy, Richie film. That's what this is. That's a dude. Tell me, tell me not. Uh, tell me that this isn't fucking, they took Kingsman and tried to make like a Guy Ritchie comic book movie. And that's what they did for the Kingsman. For the, the, for the, are we talking the book or the movie? The movie. Well, the movie's great. Yeah, I know. But like it took this, which was awful, but tried to make it a Guy Ritchie movie. Yes, that's exactly what it's That's like. what okay. this is. Yes. Like, this was yes. a studio trying to make a Guy Ritchie And they just thing. wanted like the base story of like hood, yeah. hoodlum, goes to spy school turns out to be the best spy let's parody all of the tropes that we can along the way and here you go i guess we should do you want to do we wrap it up like we're, we're wrapping up our final thoughts but i think it's time to wrap up the whole show yep um so next week uh what are we what are we going to be reading next time dad so next week oh you're all in trouble now let me tell you this is because uh, we're going to be looking into we were talking about uh, I I was start, I started reading the the, the Moon Knight uh, I think it was it was a 2016 or 18 Jeff Lemire was writing it because Moon Knight's going to be very important in the Avengers run coming up and I was given a copy of a run a, a one shot he did called Underwater Welder and the cover is just. Uh, a man in a what I could describe as a 1920s uh, scuba diving suit, and he is uh, perplexed. And I know Jeff Lemire's run has done very well on uh, Moon Knight, so I want to go into this, and I think this is going to be something that's a little outside of the box compared to what we've been doing. And the fact that it is completely uh, almost insular as it is a one shot and that is it and is done. Yeah. It's, I mean, you say one shot, it's 225 to 250 pages, depending on what edition you're reading. As a but, one shot. Yeah. That's a, quite the shot. But so, it's also like, I mean, I could read this. It's a graphic like, novel. We're, we're yeah. doing a graphic novel. We're doing a graphic novel. And I'm excited about it. It's going to be, it's going to be cool. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very curious because like, uh, I've heard a lot of good things. I, I know you've talked to him about. Uh, I like Lemire a bunch because he's written a bunch of things that I really like. Like he did Old Man Logan. Yep. Uh, oh, which how can you argue with? Like that was an right. amazing story. 
He did uh, Frankenstein Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He did the Ant-Man uh, or the Animal Man series part as for the New 52. He did the Teen Titans Earth 1 graphic novel, which was really awesome. Like you said, the Moon Knight, uh, All New Hawkeye. And, he did All like, New Hawkeye? Yeah, he, really? All New Hawkeye was him. Yep. Huh. Uh, Sweet Tooth was another really good one that I liked. Please tell me that Sweet Tooth is a uh, twisted metal. Sweet Tooth better be a twisted metal reference. So Sweet Tooth was described by a critic as Mad Max meets Bambi. That is, that that sounds like a twisted metal thing. So yes, give me that. I don't know what that is, but give me so that. So like maybe one day we'll do You're, Sweet Tooth. That, that sounds like someone's mom dies and then they just start driving over people. We're doing Underwater Welder. Yes. We're doing it. Uh, Jeff Lemire, it's great. We're both excited about it. Supernatural stuff. Fathers, sons, I hope memory, so. and reality. I really hope it's better than this thing that we just we just read. I mean, honestly, would it take a lot to be better than that? Well, Underwater Welder, um, we're doing it. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, Dad, do you have any last thoughts you need to say or want to get out? Uh, anything to say to people as we as we sign off here today? No. All right. Uh, well, wash your fucking hands and educate yourself on what's going on in the world. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, next time.